Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. A couple days ago, I suggested my uh, podcast to a white college student. Yeah, I suggested my podcast to a, um, I think she's about 19 now. A white college student who was taking like a 14-hour train ride from my town back up to Oregon uh, to go to school. I bet she hopped off that train with a fucking do-rag on. I wonder what book she listened to more than anything else. (laughs) You're welcome. Angry Eyes. That's not me singing. That's literally the name of this uh, chapter. Angry Eyes. Callie stood outside of Grant's door for 10 minutes before he knocked. He was grappling with whether or not he should step to him about Harmony. He decided to do just that because when it came to her, he couldn't see straight and was blindly obsessed. Plus, she had information that could put him in jail for good. What you doing out there, Callie? Grand asked, opening the door. He was preparing to go to 7-Eleven because he always got hungry after smoking weed. Can I come in? Grand hesitated at first, but then stepped back and allowed him to walk inside. When they both were in, Grand locked the door and they sat down. What is it, son? I'm on my way out. Are you... fucking Harmony? Grand swallowed hard, moved around a little in his recliner and said, You know damn well that young girl ain't giving me no pussy. My luck ain't been that good since I hit the lottery for 10000 that one year. That ain't what I asked you, nigga. I asked you, are you fucking her? His eyes were wild and he was sweating. Come on, Khalif. What's this really about? He said with a guilty look on his face. Are you two together? Callie stood up, walked towards him and said, I'm asking the questions. Okay. Well... To answer your question correctly, son, I'd have to say, no, I'm not fucking her. Of course, he also left off the currently. I'm not currently fucking her. Now, if he said, have you ever fucked her? Then we'd have an issue. But currently, no, I'm not fucking her. I'm talking to you. That's how people get out of a lot of shit, I notice. They find the loophole in the question that you ask, and that's the most maddening shit in the world. Because you know but they would never admit it because they keep finding these fucking loopholes and you don't know how to close the cinch the rope enough that they can't squirm out of it. How come I don't believe you? Khalif. Callie, he said, cutting them off. Niggas call me Callie now. Okay, well, Callie, she came over to ask me for a favor. That's it. You know she wouldn't be the slightest bit interested in me. Just then his phone rang, but he didn't answer. He didn't know it was Harmony, begging him to somehow get back in contact with the kidnappers to call things off. But her youth didn't allow her to understand that once vengeance had been set in motion, there are no calling things off. What was the favor? I can't tell you. She asked me to keep it to myself. So, she's worth dying for, he laughed. You must be fucking her. I'm not, Callie. You're my nephew, and I wouldn't lie to you. Fuck that shit. The only thing that binds us is the whore I have for a mother, he said with as much anger as one man could hold. Now, what does she have you do? Grant thought long and hard about what Callie was asking him. 
It didn't take a rocket scientist to know that if Callie even thought he was holding out, he'd kill him. And since he wasn't good at keeping secrets, he knew Callie would be able to tell by looking at his face. She asked me to get in touch with Arnold Ricaro, who kidnapped her and Jace. What? Why? Oh no. But she sounded like she was mad at Jace and wanted to get back at him. Callie took mental notes. That's all she wanted you to do, Callie asked, knowing Grant had already given him all the information he had. She didn't say nothing about me? No. She didn't mention you at all, he paused. She only wanted to get in contact with Ricaro. Cool. So what you doing later? Graham breathed a sigh of relief. <sighs> Nothing. Just about to run grab something from 7-Eleven and then... Before Graham could finish, Callie hit him in his throat with the side of his hand, catching him off guard. Then he took his hand and covered his mouth and nose. Grand tried his best to scratch and claw at him. But he could barely breathe from Callie's first blow, and he was no match for the strength of a man who was crazed. Before long, Grand gave up his fight and died. Callie removed his hand, which was covered in spit and snot, and smiled. Murdering to him was as easy and as pleasurable as fucking. He loved to do it, and he loved to do it often. When he was back in his car, he drove to Harmony's house to see her again. But when he pulled up, he saw her getting into Jace's car. So he went in and took care of her grandmother. Our last night together, Harmony. When I jumped into his car, I wish I had chosen another dress to wear to his party. But I didn't have time to change. Plus, it was too hard finding anything with all my stuff being in the living room. I'll take your bag, an older black lady said to me when I entered his house again. It was the same woman I had seen the last time I was over. When I stepped into Jace's house, instead of the room off the side of the house where I'd been before, I knew I'd never be the same. His house was beautiful, and I could see myself living there, making a home for us. This was the lifestyle I needed and always wanted. Five minutes later, Jace walked up to me with the same blank look on his face he always had. I could never read his mind, but I know he was so cute. He was wearing blue jeans, his diamond chain, and a black Versace shirt. He smelled good, too. You wearing that? He asked, holding a bag similar to the one I saw Tony bring to him the other day that I was here. I knew it was filled with money. And what happened to your ear? I looked down at myself and said, You want me to leave? Because my grandmother put me out for coming over here, I lied. And I don't have anything else to wear. What happened to your ear? It's a long story, I said, touching the small band-aid on it. He frowned a little and said, come upstairs with me. When we got upstairs and walked into his room, which was mainly empty, I smiled. I remember when we used to sit on the porch of his house and talk. Now he owned a house bigger than anything we could have imagined. Even though it was empty, it was still cozy. A bed sat in the middle of the floor and I sat on the edge of it. He walked into a closet and came back out with a dress. With the dress in hand, he looked at me a few times and said, stand up for a minute. I did. Yeah, it looks like it'll fit. Then he opened the door and I saw a bunch of women's clothing and shoes. He had moved on without me already. Put this on. He handed me a bag from Saks Fifth Avenue. I stood up, accepted the bag and said, is this another girl's dress? Yeah, he said, sitting on the edge of the bed to put on his shoes. He placed a bag I knew was filled with money on the floor. I'm not wearing another girl's dress, Jace. Why you always got to be so fucking difficult? Why can't you just bite your tongue sometimes? I sat back down and the bag slid out of my hands and onto the floor. Jace, what's going on? Do you have a new girlfriend already? We weren't together no more. We ain't never not been together, Jace. We've been together forever. And your heart's always been with me. And mine with you, right? Ain't that why I'm here? Do you want to be with me or not? You're confusing me. How am I confusing you? First you tell me you're done with me. Then you call me to invite me over here. But when I get here, I see a bunch of women's clothing in your closet. Can we at least talk about it? No. Get dressed and meet me downstairs, he said, walking out the room, grabbing the bag off the floor. 
I opened the door and saw him go into another room on the other end of the hallway. Then he walked downstairs. Still mad at him, I hurried across the hall and opened the door. Then I closed it behind me, found the bag under the bed and opened it wide. Inside was at least 10 stacks of $20 bills, all dirty. I stuffed a few stacks under my shirt, opened the door and then dipped back across the hall. When I was done, I placed the money stacks in my bag. I couldn't believe I had just stolen from Jace, but to me, it was all his fault. Like mother, like daughter, I guess. That's me, not her. She would never say that. While I was alone, I looked around his room. Then I walked into this large walk-in closet and saw a perfume bottle sitting on the dresser. I couldn't describe the anger I felt inside. Figuring I'd be able to drink tonight and forget it all, I slid into the one-piece dress and had to admit that I looked good in it. I guess whoever she was, we had the same body type. When the dress was on, I used another woman's breast to fix my hair. Then I grabbed my purse, made sure the money was tucked deeply inside and walked out the door. The moment I opened the door, I saw Jace leaving out the room I had just been in, with a bag in his hand. My heart raced thinking he knew I'd stolen the money. He stopped where he was, looked at me, and smiled. Uh, you ready? he asked. Yes, I said, walking down the stairs with him. There was something different in his eyes when he looked at me. We're running late. Jace, can't we go somewhere else tonight? Just me and you? I said, trying to avoid him getting hurt by Massive. I mean, I really want to be with you alone. Harmony, I got over 200 people waiting on me and don't need this right now. Now let's roll, he said as we walked out the door. We were in the car for 20 minutes before we reached a mansion in Maryland. There was a lot of designer cars and girls who walked around looking like how I wanted to. Rich. Jace got out the car and opened my door, and I realized I didn't know what this statement meant. Were we back together? Was I coming as a friend? I saw a few girls from my school looking at me, and I guess they wanted to know too. Don't they call her Miss Burns? A girl said under her breath as I walked past. When I turned around to see who had said what, they all turned away. My only comfort was that I was with him, and they weren't. I was on the top step of the mansion when a pretty girl in her early 20s blocked our path. Stepping in between us, she looked at the dress I was wearing and then at my face. A few people stopped where they were and watched. Hold up. Jace, does this bitch have on my dress? Antoinette, go ahead with that shit. You and I both know everything in that closet I bought. Answer my fucking question, Jace. Because I can't believe you chose this whore over me. After all the shit you said she did to you. Antoinette, you're a friend of the family, but don't make me forget that shit tonight. Calm down and enjoy the party. He tried to walk away, but she stopped him and said, So you a pimp now? You really want to do this? He asked. Fuck you. Fuck this bitch and fuck this party. Jace gave one wave of the hand and two men dragged her away like yesterday's trash. Her red high heel shoe fell off and fell on my path. He kicked it out the way from me and I smiled. Fuck you, Jace. Fuck you and that bitch, she continued to cry. Jace looked back at her, shook his head and said, come on. So I know whose dress I'm wearing now. Don't start with me, he said. I fear being thrown out right behind her, so I remained silent. We pushed past a few people and all eyes were on us. I guess so, after the scene that bitch made. Is she your new girlfriend? I said, asking and stopping in my tracks. I said, asking and stopping in my tracks, really? Come on now. If she was, do you think I carry her like that? He paused. Now come on, you ruined my night. We moved past five men who nodded at us as we moved further inside. I didn't know when Massive would make a move, or even if he would. Whatever happened, I just hoped it wouldn't be tonight. I hoped Jace would be safe so that we could start all over. When we got deeper inside the party, I saw Krayshawn, Paco, and the rest of Jace's crew. I looked around for Callie, too, but didn't see him, and I was a little relieved. Damn, Jace, where the food at? Krayshawn asked, walking up to us, his eyes firmly on me. Paco stayed behind, but I saw the look on his face, and I smiled. When he tugged at his ear, the same ear that Ebony ripped, the smile was removed from my face. It ain't here yet? Nah. We don't got the liquor either. Jace appeared irritated but stepped to another person and demanded that he get on it right away. 
He kept saying that the food and liquor should have been there before he did since it was his party. Then he sent Crayshawn and Paco to get some liquor to hold everyone over until the big liquor and food got there. After he was done with them, he walked over to me and said, we ain't got no food, but you want a little juice or something? I wanted something harder. You got anything else? Jace grabbed me by my elbow and moved me into a smaller room off the living room. People were looking at me, and a few jealous bitches gave me evil looks. When we were in the room alone, he closed the door and walked up to me. You said you're pregnant, right? He asked, staring into my eyes. He was definitely mad. Yeah, why you ask me that? Because you don't act like it. And if you want me to be serious about you and this baby, I mean, you and my baby, then you've got to take better care of your body. What are you saying? Don't let me catch you drinking no liquor at my party tonight. Don't let me catch you drinking ever. You got me, Harmony? Boy, please. What difference do it make if I drink or not? People act like the baby gonna drink out of my glass or something. You sound dumb as shit. It's true. And what about you? It's not fair that I don't get the drinking you do. Are you that fucked up in the head? He asked, looking at me like I was crazy. That you can't understand. You fucking your, I mean, our baby up by drinking and shit. I know plenty of people who drank while they were pregnant. Jace got quiet and said, you're going to be a fucked up mother. I just know that shit. Jace, it's not that serious. I won't drink anymore, okay? He just shook his head and walked out the door. Standing in the doorway, he said, you coming or not? What about you, Jace? Do you still get to drink too? He paused and said, nah, I'm going to quit with you. I walked slowly behind him, and on our way back into the living room, we ran into Callie. And he looked like he had just came from murdering. His hatchet was on his back as usual, and I got extremely nervous. Fuck are you doing here? Callie said to me, grabbing me by my arm. Everyone who was there stopped what they were doing and looked at us. Callie, what's up with you, homie? Jay said, prying my arm from Callie's grasp. Then he stood between us. Because you tripping hard right now, Jace said, stepping in front of me. Move out the way, Jace, he said, pushing him aside. Nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you? Jace said, pushing him to the ground. Callie bounced on his ass before standing up. He was preparing to rush him, but ten guards hoisted him off his feet. One grabbed him by the neck, and the others had their guns out on him. Let the nigga down, Jace ordered. When Callie was released, he brushed himself off, me mugged the guards and said, Jace, you shouldn't be around this bitch. She's scandalous. This don't have nothing to do with you, man. This is between me and Harmony. I knew he was about to bust me and tell Jace about us fucking, so I had to say something before he did. Jace, he just mad because he want to fuck me and I won't let him. What? Jace looked at Callie and then me. Is this true, Callie? Come on, Jay. You and I both know this bitch can't be trusted. This girl dangerous, and she got plans for you you don't even know about yet. I wondered what he meant, but didn't want to open up a whole new can of shit. There was no way Graham would betray me and tell him anything. At least I hope so. I don't know what that's all about, Jace told him, but you trying to fuck up a nigga shit tonight and you got to roll. We'll talk about all this other shit later. Please let him just leave, I thought. Please. He had already said one thing too many. He was almost at the door with all the guards close behind him until he said, While you all posted up with this bitch, make sure she tell you I might be the father of that baby she carrying. Jace looked at me and I couldn't say anything. I was stuck. Hold up. What'd you just say? Jace said, stopping the guards. I said she may be carrying my seed. Callie said, looking delirious. I'm not even trying to hear that bullshit. Tell this nigga he lying. He said, looking at me and then Callie. When I didn't answer, he said, he lying, right? Tell him the truth, Harmony, Callie added. Ain't no sense in leading this nigga on, because if you're pregnant with my kid, I'm taking what's mine. I felt like the room was spinning, and I had to get out of there, so I ran. I knew it made me look guiltier than anything, but I didn't care. People created a pathway as they moved to get out of my way. On my way out the door, I bumped into the caterers as they were bringing in the food and liquor. But there was something about one of them that stood out to me. He didn't look like a normal caterer. 
but my mind was so consumed with Callie setting me up that I didn't care. I had to get away. I didn't even know where I was going. I just ran and ran until I ended up on a dark street. It seemed like forever for someone to drive on the dark street, but eventually a black man in a beautiful black Cadillac pulled up. When I looked at him, I felt safe, so I jumped inside and closed the door. Where are you headed to? He asked me. To the train station. Anyone. I don't care. I looked at him as we headed up the road. Thanks for picking me up. No problem, especially after all you've done for me. I went through my purse and made sure the money was inside. When his words played in my mind, I said, What do you mean after all I've done for you? Isn't your name Harmony? I swallowed hard and nodded. Who are you? I'm the man who got your message, he smirked. So the least I can do is give you a ride. Birthday wishes. Jace. Callie fucked me up with his bullshit. Even if it was true, why wait to tell me now? We were supposed to be boys. After the shit with the kid he kidnapped and then the shit with Harmony, I was through with him. The nigga was good as dead to me. You want a drink? Tony Wop asked. He didn't see the stunt Callie pulled earlier. You look like you need one. The liquor had only been there for five minutes and already it was half gone. Niggas ran to the table like they hadn't drank anything in years. Nah, I'm good. I told him with my hands stuffed in my pockets. That ain't what Erica and Tina told me. I looked over at them, although they were pretending not to be looking over at me. Man, some shit going on with Harmony and Callie. What? They fucking? Oh no, but that's what he said. Are you cool with that? We weren't together. But she's supposed to be pregnant with my kid. Now this nigga saying it may be his. I wouldn't give that shit no more attention until the baby gets here. You also need to stay the fuck away from Callie. He too much trouble. I've been told you that. When Paco and Crayshawn came back with the liquor I sent them for earlier, I was happy for the diversion, even though the caterers already brought in liquor. I just wasn't in the mood to talk about Harmony or Callie anymore to Tony. I was about done with all this shit, and the only thing on my mind was getting money. When they walked in, I could tell they was already drunk. Plus, did anybody tell Crayshawn that his girl was dead? Like, does he know yet? I mean, there's no cell phone, so probably not, but damn. I see y'all started the party already, I said to him. People coughing and complaining about pains interrupted my thought process. The fuck is going on around here, Crayshawn asked me. You poisoning niggas and shit? He laughed. I don't know what the fuck's going on, I said, looking around some more. My eyes scanned around to everyone else until Tony Wop said his arms were stiffening. You aight? I asked him. Yeah, I'm good, I think, he said, gripping his arm. I'm about to go sit down. I think I pulled a muscle or something. Do that, I said, patting him on the back. Directing my attention to Crayshawn, I said, What took y'all so long? Man, we were stuck in traffic up the street. Somebody in a Cadillac got in a car accident and blocked the whole road. Yeah, and after the nigga in a caddy slammed into another car, some bitch got out the passenger side and took off running. The driver rolled out. The fucked up thing was, the only thing fucked up on the caddy was the bumper. Crayshawn laughed. Yeah, that other nigga's car was fucked up like shit. They put their half-empty bottles of liquor on the table, along with a six-pack of beer. Suddenly, I wanted a drink, so I grabbed a beer and looked around to see which bitch I'll fuck tonight. I needed some pussy to get my mind off Harmony. I would have gotten in contact with Antoinette, but she was getting on my nerves too. But once I put in the call, but once I put the call into her, what? Once I put the call into her, I will be forgiven. What the fuck does that mean? Okay. Sir, there's a call for you in the car, Kevin said, walking up to me. I downed the rest of my beer and followed him outside. Once in my car, I picked up the car phone. Hello? How are things? The man sat on the phone. I was stuck because the voice on the phone sounded like Massive's. I recognized his voice from the clinic. Who is this? And how'd you get my number? You know who I am, son. And I do hope you're enjoying the food and drinks I supplied for your party. I wanted you to have a memorable birthday, since it'll be your last. Look, either you stop playing games and tell me what the fuck is going on, or I'm hanging up. You ever hear a strychnine? Well, by now I'm sure you could tell, if you drunk any of the alcohol, that you should be in severe pain. Fuck is you talking about? 
You're about to be part of a major news story, son. He laughed. I can't wait to tell Rick that I finally took from him what he took from me. My only child. Damn, when's he going to get a chance to do that? At their next Canasta meeting? Do they play bridge together? When are you going to get a chance to see Rick and be like, by the way, Rick, killed your son. Uh, I got three and a possible, maybe four. What you got, Rick? What you got? Because they're on the same team. Like, when is this going to happen? That's six months later on the run. Harmony. Angela had taken all the money I stole from Jace, and now I was broke and expecting my baby any day now. Angela? Who the fuck is Angela? What? Right. Her aunt. Angel. Okay. Angela had taken all the money I stole from Jace, and now I was broke and expecting my baby any day now. The older I got, one thing remained true. That all the women in my life weren't shit. But the light at the end of the tunnel was that I got news that Shirley was murdered. The bad part about it was, they said it was a bloody death. The first person I thought of was Callie. When I first got to this bitch's... Why? 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 Why would you move in with Angela when your grandmother was just murdered? There's nobody left on that side of the family. The house should be yours by blood. It should. So, okay. When I first got to this bitch's house, she couldn't wait to drop a bomb on me by saying she wanted to help me, but the place they were staying in was too small, and that if I wanted to live with her, we had to get a bigger place. So she needed all of the $20,000 I had stashed. Mm. Against my better judgment, I gave it to her. And where we move? Out of 4th Ward and in the 5th Ward, the most notorious place in Houston, Texas, right off Jensen Drive. I could truly say it was the worst place I'd ever lived in my life. I was in the kitchen of the five-bedroom rundown house when my stomach started growling. Being pregnant, I was hungry all the time. Since her kids weren't home, I decided to make a pack of oodles of noodles I had stashed in my room before they came back and started begging. My noodles were almost done when her oldest daughter came home. What you cooking? Taisha asked me walking through the door. She threw her keys down the table and walked in the kitchen. Taisha was one year younger than me and pretty, but she didn't take care of her physical appearance. She reminded me of myself because we both liked to fuck all day every day, but I still didn't like her. I'm hungry. I ain't making too much of nothing, I said. She stood behind me, and I tried to block her eyes from seeing the noodles, eggs, onions, and soy sauce I had placed in my pot because she wasn't getting any. Well, it smells good. If Angela brought food in the house on days other than the first of the month, I wouldn't have to hide my shit. Thank you, girl. You know I gotta feed my baby. Why are you always saying something about feeding your baby? She frowned. She knew damn well why I kept referring to my baby. I hoped they would feel sorry for me and leave me and my food alone. But it never worked. Damn, I'm so hungry, she said. She was so close behind me that I thought she was gonna try and put something in my ass. Taisha, do me a favor. Go get one of the bowls out of my room. You gonna give me some if I do? I was trying to get her to go get my bowl so I don't have to leave her alone with my food. I wasn't allowed to use her dishes, but I knew if I left, she'd be all in my shit. When I first got here, Angela made it known that I was not to touch her shit, so I started buying my own stuff. The funny thing is, the rule didn't apply to her. She felt like she could come in here and borrow all kinds of shit, which I never got back. If I wanted to be able to feed myself, I had to get out of here and I had to do it soon. It's not enough for you, I said. I would if it was, though. She frowned and said, Well, I'm about to go back outside. You gotta go get it yourself. The look in her eyes told me that the moment I hit the corner to get my ball, I'd be lucky if half my food was left. So I took the pot into the room with me, poured it in my ball, and brought it back to the kitchen. Ugh, you so fucking petty, she frowned. Wasn't nobody gonna touch your food? I didn't say you were. But since you wouldn't get the ball from me, I had to do it myself. Whatever, she said, walking her fishy ass out the door. When she was gone, I sat on the bed in the small-ass room and ate my food. Then I looked at the small room I lived in and turned on the black-and-white TV in the corner. The only things in the room were a dresser where the TV sat, my closet, which was jammed with a bunch of boring-ass clothes since I couldn't afford anything nice, and my food. Harmony, you home? Angela yelled, entering the house. I have company, so come out dressed. Someone out here I want you to meet, she continued in her southern accent. 
I belched a few times and put on something presentable. The sodium was killing me while I was pregnant, but I needed foods I could cook quickly. When I was done, I walked into the living room. My Aunt Angela was much shorter than me, but still attractive. She didn't look like she was in her 40s and could pass for her early 30s easily. But she wore the same thing over and over again. A pair of blue jeans and a brown button-up work shirt from Central Park Systems where she was a cashier. Her hair was pulled back in a ponytail so tight that the edges of her hairline rippled. The guy who was with her was a known drug dealer in Houston. And although he had a cute face, he always looked like he was up to something. He favored Dougie Fresh greatly. That's a rapper. Yeah, I know she was that far along. She'll be perfect, he said before speaking. Perfect for what? I asked, sitting on the couch rubbing my belly. What y'all talking about? Braxton, this is my niece Harmony. And Harmony, this is Braxton. I know who he is, I said. Everybody in Fifth Ward know him. He smiled. That wasn't supposed to be a compliment. He frowned. I'm glad you know who I am, because we're going to be real close over the next couple weeks. Why we going to be close, I asked. The baby felt like it was kicking me everywhere. I'll explain. Look, I'm tired and I want to go back in my room and get some rest. So get to the point. You always resting, Angela said. I need you to start helping. Well, I am pregnant, Angela. What'd you expect? She rolled her eyes and sat down in the chair across from me, but next to him. Braxton has a way for us to earn a few extra dollars. And since you're not bringing in no money no more, I need you to do what he needs. Why well, I gotta help? When my baby come, I'm gonna draw welfare. That ain't enough money, stupid, she yelled. Well, it need to be. Anyway, why well, I gotta help? Why can't you ask your oldest daughter? We about the same age. Because I'm asking you, she told me. Plus, she ain't 18. If I continued to go against her, I knew she'd put me out. I had to help her, and it was as simple as that. Doing what, Angie? Tell her, Braxton. She was all excited, and I knew it was because she had already counted the money she was going to make in her mind. Before he even opened his mouth, I got up. What are you doing, she asked. Getting a beer. I grabbed one out the refrigerator, and it gulped over half when I caught the strange look Braxton was giving me. What? Hold up. You pregnant? I rolled my eyes, rubbed my stomach, and said, Yeah? So what? Well, you shouldn't be drinking. Nigga, I'm a grown-ass woman. I could feel the baby kicking my stomach like it normally did when I drank liquor. I think it likes it or something. You could fuck the baby up with that shit. I was feeling myself because I knew he needed me more than I needed him. Look, me possibly helping you with your scheme and me drinking what I want is two different things. So stay the fuck out of my business. I was finishing up my beer when he got up and smacked me so hard in the face, the edge of the beer cut my lip. The can rolled out of my hand and let it against the edge of the wall, and beer drenched my shirt. All I could do was cry because I was so fucking angry. Like I said, you pregnant. You ain't supposed to be drinking, he said, sitting back down. He looked at me with an evil stare, and then at Angela. At least not in front of me, anyway. I can't believe you just hit me. Instead of her asking why he hit me, Angela said, Harmony, you know I told you before to stop drinking. You kind of had it coming. Fuck you, nigga, I yelled. You say beer bad for me, yet you hit me in the face, I continued. So that's not bad for the baby, too? Because you're talking reckless. Now let's move past that shit and get down to business. You're not drinking no more, so enough said. I was enraged. Angela, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I don't want no part of this shit or him. So leave me out of it. When I moved to go to my bedroom, he said, Bitch, sit your ass back down. Why? So you can hit me again? I turned around and asked him. You think you could talk to niggas any kind of way, huh? That's your M.O.? Talking to niggas recklessly without consequences? He asked. Now if I ask you to sit down again, you're going to have a problem with your legs, too. I sat back down on the couch and he started. Now I need you to fly to D.C. and pick up a package for me. Then I need you to fly back with it the next day. What? You want me to smuggle drugs from D.C. to Texas? Yes. I can't do no shit like that, I said, looking between them, my face still burning from his touch. I hadn't been to D.C. since I set Jace up and wasn't in no hurry to get back out there anytime soon. I didn't have anyone I could trust to find out the status of things, so I didn't know if he knew I was involved. 
After Master tried to kidnap me on the night of Jace's party for the second time, I punched him in the face so hard he crashed. I was able to get away on foot with my life, and I was scared of going back. You can, and you will do it, he said. If I get arrested, then what? Then you don't talk, he told me. It's simple. You take the rap and we'll make sure shit good for you when you come home. You don't have a record, so I doubt they give you much time anyway. Well, I don't want no time. Harmony, when your father was alive, he took care of everybody. But he gone now, and we have to take care of ourselves. Now he gonna give you $2,500 every time you go and come back. That's a lot of money. And how much you getting? I'm talking about you, Angela said, and the fact you're not going to have a place to live unless you do this. Everyone here has a pitch in, and that means you too. Don't think just because you're pregnant, I'll let you pass. I don't want to do this, I said to myself, knowing no one else cared. Harmony, ain't but one pussy could be in charge at a time, and it damn sure ain't yours. I'd heard that saying before from my mother, and I wonder who stole it from who. In the end, it served its purpose because it reminded me that I didn't have a choice. Bitches were scandalous, especially when you had to live with them. I had no money, no place to go, and if I moved back to D.C., I would have to take the risk of someone trying to kill me. Not to mention I was over eight months pregnant. My life was in her hands. When do I start? Tomorrow. Braxton had his brother Monkey drive me to the airport in his black bins. Monkey was more attentive than his brother and I felt a little more relaxed around him. But I was still being made to do something I didn't want to do, so I felt on guard. What happened to your face? He asked me, driving down the highway leading to the airport. Monkey was extra black and tall. Although he was a little darker than my taste, he was still very attractive. Your brother hit me. I paused, looking over at him while the baby in my belly kicked wildly. I needed something to drink just thinking about it. Alcohol made me forget it all. He ain't tell you? Nah, he be all some dumb shit most of the time. Just do what he asks you and it'll be fine. Can you tell me who I'm meeting? I can't tell you shit but to be careful and be where you're supposed to be. The person will come looking for you. When you get there, you have the number you gotta call, right? I nodded yes, but was worried. What's wrong? You're gonna be on the plane and off before you know it. If it's so easy, why'd it have to come from me? Why couldn't they get someone else to do it? You pregnant, so people won't suspect you as much. What about the other people who did it? He was silent and already knew what happened. How much time they get when they got caught? Don't worry about all that. Just do what you gotta do and play it safe. They went in there acting young and dumb and made a move that not only brought attention to themselves, but it made them hot. What'd they do? I ain't supposed to be telling you this, but for some reason, I fuck with you. Really? I smiled. I'm listening. We had two sisters doing it for us at first. One of them was afraid of airplanes and had to have a drink right before she boarded every time. On the day they had our last package, they went overboard and got hemmed up. The girl was actually talking about the weight she was carrying and how most police officers were stupid. They were being extra loud and dumb. Anyways, an off-duty officer had them checked and found our product on their bodies and bags. They got late and we cut them off. How do I know an officer won't check my bag? Because we plan it smarter by putting you on by yourself. Just keep your mouth closed, meet the dude you have to in D.C. and come back home. I never did anything like this before, and I didn't know how I should act, but it was all or nothing now. I was thinking about what I was facing when my baby started kicking again. I didn't have love for the baby growing inside of me like everyone thought I should. I felt burdened and couldn't wait for the day I could pop it out of me and go on with my life. Ow, I said when the kick got wilder. Baby kicking your ass, he asked me. I laughed and said, yeah, all the time. You still with the baby father? Nah, we're not together no more. You sounded sad when you said that. You still love him or something? Nah, it's over for real. So you gonna raise this baby by yourself? Yeah. He smiled and said, you too pretty to be raising a kid by yourself. So if I was ugly, it'll be fine? Yeah, he laughed, and I wouldn't give a fuck. I laughed harder. Spending time with him in the car on my way to the airport was the best fun I had had since moving to Texas. Let's do this. If you don't get locked up, I'm going to take you out when you get back. 
If I don't get locked up, I said, scared. I'm just fucking with you. I calmed down and said, why you want to take me out? I'm pregnant and don't have anything going for myself. Because I'm trying to get to know you. That's why. Give yourself some credit, Harmony. You got more to offer than you realize. You don't even know me yet. God favors the rejected sinners, he said, looking into my eyes before looking back at the road. How else can you give a testimony unless you've been through a hard life? I had never heard anyone talk like him, and I knew I had to be around him just to get uplifted. You seem real smart. He laughed and said, look, I'm no smarter than the average nigga. I just know something special when I see it. And I also know you hate being around Angela and her badass kids. You need a break, so what's up? You gonna pick me up from the airport? I'ma be there. Then I guess we have a date. Two weeks later. Monkey didn't have money like his brother Braxton, but he had his own house in the hood with a room for the baby when it was born. He took care of me and made sure I ate and didn't mind me having the occasional beer if I wanted to, just as long as I didn't do it too much. There was a time when I wanted clothes, cars, and money. And to be honest, I still did want those things, but staying with Angela made me realize that for now... I needed the basics so I could have this fucking baby in peace without worrying about somebody stealing the food out of my mouth. Although I wasn't feeling transporting drugs from D.C. to Texas at first, eventually it was second nature. I did it so effortlessly that they started sending me back more often. The only problem was that every time I went to D.C., I met up with the same person. The dude's name was Domingo, and he kept trying to holler at me. Just like Monkey, he didn't care that I was pregnant. I didn't know so many dudes were attracted to pregnant females. Domingo would do shit like hold up on give me the package if I didn't eat with him and shit like that. Eventually, I told Monkey and he stopped bothering me altogether. He told me I would regret telling Monkey though and I never knew what that meant. The only other issue I had with transporting was during a close call when a few cops were determined to help me grab my luggage off the belt. I argued them down at first but it turns out they didn't want me lifting the bag because of my pregnancy. They had no idea to help me lift seven kilos of coke in my suitcase. They even walked into my car, and Monkey was horrified when he saw their faces. I had to warn him silently with my eyes to take it easy. He didn't breathe fully until we pulled off without the handcuffs being on our wrists. A half hour later, he was still looking in the rearview mirror, hoping the cops wouldn't run us down and lock us up. Even as nervous as he was all the time, with Monkey in my life, shit was finally looking up for me. I was cooking Monkey his favorite dinner when he called and told me he would be running late. He sounded worried, and that kind of put me on edge. I always felt that any day now, something would happen and Monkey would leave me alone, but so far, he never did. What's wrong, baby? I asked him. I can't tell you over the phone. I'll see you in a little while. Is it something I did? Babes, there's nothing you can do to make me mad at you. It's some other shit I'll rap to you about later. I was a little upset because I was looking forward to spending some quality time alone with him. If he was upset, that would ruin the moment. We both knew the baby would be here any day now and that the freedom that we had would be over. Even though I was pregnant, our sexual relationship was still good. Me and Monkey fucked every day since I moved in and it was the one thing I looked forward to. Did did you ever get a shot to, you know, get the syphilis and the green drips and all that shit? Take, you know what? He didn't let my pregnancy stop him from pleasing me, and I was starting to fall for him, even though I never fully got over Jace. When he finally came home, he looked like something was heavy on his mind. He normally came home happy, but tonight was different. What's wrong? I asked, sitting his plate in front of him. Everything cool with Braxton? No, he said, looking at me seriously. He got locked up, Harmony. Now I gotta get in bed with them dudes from D.C., and I ain't feeling that shit. What? I mean... I thought you was in charge of the blocks and collecting the money. Why that gotta change now that Braxton locked up? Who else gonna run shit if Braxton gone? We don't trust nobody else like that, he told me. Our main circle is small. It's just me, Braxton, you, and Angela. I'm next in charge, so it has to be me. Already made the call to our connect. Shit's gonna be a little different, Harmony. I can't spend the time with you like I have been. But... For the first time in a long time, I'm, I'm happy. And we'll still be happy, he told me, pulling me to him. Then he rested his head on my belly. But I want my little boy to come in this world not having to worry about shit. I told him it was a boy and that I had gone to the doctor. Truthfully, I never went to the doctor. 
I just told him that so he'd get off my back about making sure the baby was healthy. So, what's it mean to be in charge? Well, for starters, I got to meet up with our connect regularly. You might have to take trips back to D.C. more often after the baby's born. You know I'm going to do whatever I can for you, I told him. I know. Is that it? I asked. I feel like something else is wrong with you. Nah, well, I think someone was following me. At least I thought someone was following me. When? Tonight. Monkey, you always think somebody following you. You gotta relax, baby. It's easier said than done. How did Braxton get caught? I said, skipping the subject. I don't know. He was on his way to drop off a package because Angela got sick when the cops picked him up. Angela did it. The only people who know about the drop was Angela, me, and the Connect. Why the Connect? I asked. It seemed suspicious that the Connect would still be involved after a package was delivered. He asked us to make a special delivery for him and gave us a few more packs to do it, too. You don't think Angela was involved, do you? So I'm not sure. He paused, not even touching his food. He loved my cooking. Look, I gotta go wash up. I'm gonna eat that when I get out the shower, babes. I'm hungry as shit, too. Okay, I said. I picked up his plate and put it back in the pot to warm it up again. I hated the monkey had to go through any of this shit alone. He was so good to me, and sometimes I felt I didn't deserve him. He made sure I was safe, and even went at his brother Braxton on several occasions when he disrespected me. Although I trusted him, I had been burned so many times that I started stashing money just in case. It was my little nest egg, so when I had this baby, I could get on my feet, buy some new gear, and even a car. But first, I would have to lose this baby weight. If Monkey still wanted me after it was all said and done, I was going to try and be monogamous with one dude. Something I had never done before. Monkey had washed up and threw on some new jeans, a plain white t-shirt, and his chain. Then he sat in the living room and watched a football game. He ate his food but still didn't look like himself and it bothered me. Normally, I didn't give a fuck about people, but with him, shit was different. He was really into the game until we heard a knock at the door. He took a deep breath and walked towards it. For the first time ever, I realized he wasn't cut out for the drug game. I had been around men who were ready before, and he wasn't one of them. If I wasn't in his life, he probably wouldn't have been bothered. He talked about working at the auto body shop, working on cars. That's what he loved. But now, it was all about the drug game, and I preferred it that way. Monkey opened the door, and I saw him give a pound to someone I couldn't really see. I cut a couple slices of apple pie and placed them on our plates as I waited patiently to see who came over. What you doing here, man? Monkey asked. I didn't know you were in town. I come at a bad time? When I heard that voice, my heart dropped. What, you didn't think the connect was Jace? The fuck? Nah, wifey in the kitchen making apple pie. Come on inside and meet her. I knew that voice like I knew my own face. I had heard it many, many times before. Harmony, come over here, baby, Monkey said to me. I slowly walked over to the door, and my legs felt like water underneath my body. I wanted to run, but where could I go? You know what? It's probably Callie. Cal's the only one who didn't drink anything because he got thrown out. Hmm. How you doing, Harmony? Long time no see, he looked at me evilly. What really tripped me out was that I saw Nut and Cherry standing behind him. They looked strung out and not kept together like they normally did. You two know each other? Monkey asked, looking in between our intense stares. Yeah, I know her, nigga. Very well. How? Monkey frowned. This bitch carrying my baby, he said before shooting Monkey in the stomach. Now get the fuck out of my face. Oh my God! I screamed, falling down to the floor to hold Monkey. His blood poured out of his body and drenched my shirt. Why'd you do that? Monkey looked scared as he gripped his stomach. He was still gasping for air when Callie said, Nigga, die already! and shot him in the throat. I jumped up against the wall and Callie walked up to me, placed one hand around my neck and kissed me in my mouth. The hatchet he carried was still on his back and I wondered if he would use it. I wondered how he got on the airplane with it. They must have drove. His breath tasted nasty and I hated him all over again. It probably tastes like shit because, you know, he eats shit. This some wild shit. He released me and stood a few feet away to observe me. The moment I give up on trying to find you, you come right to me. What do you want? My baby. Nut and Cherry walked inside and they both grabbed me by my arms and pushed me to the floor. When I was on the floor, 
Nut took Callie's hatchet off his back while he held me down at her place. How'd you know I was here? I cried. Why can't you just leave me alone? I found out when you dropped off the last shipment, he smirked. I couldn't believe my luck when Domingo told me about this finest bitch named Harmony, who was pregnant. I thought to myself, self, there can't be two fine-ass pregnant bitches named Harmony in the world, he continued. And you know what? I was right. You're the connect from D.C.? Yeah, I got my own operation now. Since you fucked up shit with me and Jace, I had to go off on my own, he said. But once I found out you was working with them Houston boys, I moved heaven and earth to get to you. You had something to do with Braxton getting locked up. What you think, he said. It took me all this time and I finally found you. Callie, please leave me alone. We're supposed to be friends. And you are one of my best friends. Why do you think I killed your grandmother and your uncle and your dog? I killed everyone who ever caused you a problem. Then what do you want from me? I cried. Why can't you just let me go? Because I came for my baby, he said. I told you that already. Nut stood over top of me with a hatchet, lifted my shirt and lunged it into my stomach. Don't cut too deep, Callie advised. Callie pressed his hand over my mouth and I couldn't begin to describe the pain I was in. It was totally unbearable. I felt them tugging and pulling at my body, but I didn't know what they were doing. Then, out of nowhere, Callie takes the hatchet and slashes me across the face. My face burned, my stomach burned, and I wanted to die. After a while, I didn't feel the pain anymore. Just extreme pressure before I passed out cold. 916-633-1537. Wretched and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. You can leave a review on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on uh, Podchaser. Copy and paste that into Apple Podcasts. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. One dollar will get you a ton of content. Uh, you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Or on the Good Pods app, you can leave a tip in the tip jar. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. Outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast.